Hi there, this is the Mental Remix Podcast, your go-to conversation on all things mental health, personal development, mindfulness, and art therapy. Music will be the healer and the filler during these conversations. This podcast seeks to target all the unique situations that we face as people of color every day. While we hope you'll enjoy listening to this podcast, it is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health practitioner. My name is Vicky, spelled V-E-E-Q-I. And I am Jackie Nkosi. Thank you for listening. And this is the fourth episode of the Mental Remix podcast. And this is Jackie by myself. Vicky couldn't make it, but I'm joined today by Uses Tembi. I might have spoken about I spoke about her in a previous episode, so I think it would be better if she introduced herself. I think I wouldn't do her justice. Uses Tembi. <laughs> so this feels weird, people. <laughs> Even though I'm a, I'm a healer and I see I have a sometimes invisible audience, this still feels weird. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm a psychologist uh, by white people's profession. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I work with, with people who come to me during troubling times mm-hmm. um, when they need guidance or assistance. Um, emo- yeah, it's usually emotional or psychological help and they're experiencing okay. that kind of distress. Um, I'm also a Gogo. My African name is Gogumbiengwe, which means War of the, the Cheetah. Um, mm. I have other names, but uh, I'll just stick to that for now. And I finished my initiation last year, November. Um, but uh, it seems like the growth has just been accelerated somehow. Um, is it like never ending? No, it's never ending. Yeah, it's never ending. It's never okay. ending. Okay. Uh, so that's 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 who I am. So I'm Tembelile. I'm a counselling psychologist. Uh, I studied it, but this is my sixth or seventh, sixth, yeah, practicing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. No, I'm glad. I uh, I'm glad. Thank you for joining. You be like my co-host today. It, it feels weird talking to you and not having a therapy session. So. <laughs> I think it feels weird for both of us. Both of us. So yeah, I think everybody will just bear with us today. Um, but I, I think I, I had to bring you in because looking at the state of our country at this current moment and also based off the previous podcast episode because, you know, we, 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 we spoke about how there's such a fine line, Vicky and I discussed how there's such a fine line between spirituality and your mental health. And I thought you would be the perfect candidate to speak to on that because you are able to give a perspective from both sides of the spectrum. If I were to ask, so psychology, was that your first calling? No. It wasn't? No. I've always been, I was born a healer. Yeah. It's just that my family was not ready. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are also, I come from a family of healers. My grandmother only, Watswasa, 
in her late 50s, if I remember sure. quite well. Um, my mom was also meant to be a healer. Then I found out about my paternal side. It's also just healers. Um, and when wow. I mean healers, it's like prophets who, who use mainly the Christian faith, pray through water, mm-hmm. laying hands, mm-hmm. manifestation, um, things like that, using candles, salts. Um, and then there's also um, amagela or herbalists. Um, those are also part of my gifting um, practices. And then medium abilities, which are activated at at different times. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 all there. And then there's also a bit of Indian ancestry who also come with their own sure. specific gifts. So I I came into this world as a healer. The world was just not ready as yet, and so that's why it has taken me so long mm. to 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 get there. The the psychology was one of the ways in which I could use the energy that I was born with. Yeah, the logical kind yes. of way, yes. or the easier or the less messier way, but even within my psychology practice or as I was learning or studying, yeah. I used to feel more than others. I used mm. to think I was a little bit crazy for having different <laughs> associations that people wouldn't usually have. Yes. I'd kind of know more about clients than, than other students and just, just feel more, which I couldn't quite understand. Mm. So it, it's always been there. So I was a healer before I was a psychologist. Sure. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I think also because when we look at it, it's like we try to target issues that are quite, let me say, common among in the black community. Mm-hmm. And what we saw from personal experience as well as from other speaking to other people is that, you know, it, people tend to say if you have a mental issue, you know, our tenders you don't pray enough or you or something along those lines yeah so would you be able to say that there is a part because i understand with my journey as well it was more of yes you are troubled psychologically but it was also because of spiritual factors as well so how do you see how do you get to that point it was because a lot of people don't know when to go see a therapist yeah I think that's the thing. They don't know whether they need to see a life coach or a therapist or a psychiatrist. So when would one be able to tell? Mm. So you are asking many things. Yes, I know. It's <laughs> such a lame question. I hate it. In what <laughs> question, seemingly. Um, so we, never, we don't recommend seeing a, thera- a, a psychiatrist or okay. being on medication without having the therapeutic support yes. because um, for you landing up in psychiatry means that there was a whole lot of psychological, emotional yeah. and biological imbalances yeah. that have happened and so you will need a psychiatrist and a psychologist, doesn't help to just take just meds. one, okay yes. on top of that yeah, as an African healer I will then say you also need to sort out your spirituality because mm-hmm. there might be something there yes. that is happening which might provide the root cause 
of the symptomology that you're experiencing in your biology, mm-hmm. um, your mental and psychological state. So from where we stand, there is no line. Yeah. It's all connected. You are this holistic, mm-hmm. full um, being that experiences different things at different times and sometimes all of it might happen simultaneously. The The problem with kind of Western philosophies um, in the sense is that they have provided us with dichotomies. It's right or wrong, it's good or bad. Yes. It's the body and the mind. So there's separation, yes. you know, and we don't even talk about spirits. So like, what is that? You know, that's mm-hmm. another different thing because mm-hmm. there was also the conflict between sci- um, science and religion. Mm-hmm. There's even the separation yes. of praying exactly because it doesn't fit it's like how does it fit into this you know if it's psychological then we target it with medicine yes yeah because if you have guides or we have a mythology or people that are with you and they want you to pray and that's your medicine i can't say now a don't pray when that's the message that i'm getting at the same time you might need to have a cleansing um to remove any kind of dark energy like how you spring clean a house yes. you don't just move in well yeah well i think you how you moved in or you just move into a dirty house <laughs> <laughs> and then start laying your fancy things in your dirty yes. house no you clean it out you take out the brooms you take out the yeah. detergents yeah. you clean out the house mm-hmm. so there's also things that we use or that we recommend even when you are moving to a physical structure as a house there's um herbs and stones and and particular things that you can do to shift the energy yeah. to clean out the energy yes. and that what that's what also happens to the bodies that you you collect spiritual de- debris that is true and so it needs to be removed. Energies yes. throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and, and quite often we just... And I'm going to put myself in we because Nama was uh, like quite unknowing mm. in the past. Um, you, you, gosh, you pick up things and then mm. you don't know, is this mine? Or is this the other person? Am I going crazy? Exactly. What's going on? <laughs> Why am I feeling like this? But it's because you picked up something. Yes. Yeah. Because I've noticed, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just an easily impressionable person, but mm. I, I, I always notice when somebody's feeling somehow in the office, I'm going to feel that way at some point during the day, and I'm just going to be like, okay, why? Yeah. So sometimes, spiritually gifted people are more permeable than okay. the average person, which means that your boundaries are more open to picking up mm. energy mm. from any particular thing. So anything that on this earth has a energetic life force and a yes. particular frequency and so when you are spiritually open those things have an influence yeah. on you and you can also have an influence on them yeah. so if you have particularly good energy or mean as a my as a as a healer i'm mm. gifted and i can do certain things with my energy if i touch you yes you can feel a particular shift happening especially if i need to heal you or whatever then that shift will happen because now i have the power to influence this body that is uh sitting right in in front of me i Mm -hmm. think just the thing of it's a body it's a physical thing it limits 
our way in which we connect yeah. beyond this physical structure that we've been given because we are spiritual entities before we are even physical bodies it's like when you go into a room and immediately if you you're paying attention yes. you'll feel like mm, i don't know i don't feel so yeah. good anymore yeah. or what's been happening here guys the vibes. It's a vibe. yes, it's a vibe. <laughs> you know and you haven't spoken to anyone exactly. as yet maybe it's still like an internal conversation yes. but the bodies that are in the room or whoever or whatever's mm. in the room mm. has already spoken to you mm. so that's how you can pick up energy from other people around you <laughs> <laughs> i'm so you know one thing i'm 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 struggling with is how as much as we i feel like we're becoming an era and the generation as well is one generation that communicates quite effectively but still taking care of your mental health is still seen as a sign of weakness yes and it, it boggles my mind like i i i'm trying to wrap my head around it like mm. why is it still seen as a sign of weakness mm. especially with us in the black community because it's like we look at one thing we like you fed you got a roof over your head yes you fine what's wrong with you mm. and especially now with everything that's been happening in the country it's like you can see everybody is holding on to so much trauma i was literally on twitter earlier and so many people are just like i'm so exhausted physically i'm drained do you i don't know if you would be able to provide any context as to why we still see it as a sign of weakness mm, mm, mm. So, I mean, I think if you kind of go back to the past, is that, let's say, the past before uh, democracy, is yes. that there were a lot of community structures, a lot of support systems, mm. whether it's people meeting up for a rally or organizing, mm. like, let's do something for our community. Yes. There was um, more of, of that particular connection. And there's something about being a lokshin versus being in town yes. or working on your own or being away from the family which you're cutting the umbilical cord in some way although you might phone your mom yes. or whatever it's different to going back home that's true and you know Gucci mom's there or if mom's not there then it's umakhelwane and even if it's not like you're speaking about oh i'm so stressed or whatever mm. like unjani mm. you know how so there's, you know, in the past there was this constant about there's people around yes, you. Yes, that's in connection and community. Yes, in some ways taking taking care of you, yes. and especially church was a big thing, and yes. that's where people um um kind of got support. So now as we are moving into the cities, especially young people, yes. all kinds of us black moving. <laughs> diamonds or whatever you want to call us but mobile people yes. is that you you get a a sense of disconnection oh on top of that mm-hmm. if you you uh, in particular came from a a family that's based on culture there's particular rituals that yes. will be done which are also life giving forces which help a person to be well mm-hmm. and some of the things that i find is that people even when they leave their family home they don't tell them as laws mm. they just leave i i never knew that you you should yes and tell them as laws um 
there's so there's no kind of respect or acknowledgement or even a knowing how to separate properly yes. from a home and to mourn that period and then move on to a different yeah. space. We're working a lot. And also, there was a lot of suffering of black people in the past, That's right? That's true. And resources were limited anyways. Mm-hmm. Psychology was a white people stuff mm-hmm. and they, they used it as a means to, to control us. To build some of the foundations of apartheid. Yeah. So there's also they on some level psychologically. Yes. Yeah. On some level, that stigma of not dis- of um, distrusting psychology, and then there was also this thing of through suffering and hardship, you become a stronger person. Mm. Right. And so we we have this history of people dying. People suffering mm. and like intense yes. of riots of like like next door or on the alleyway by your home someone, someone is being killed. Ne? But you survive. So it's like to an extent we become desensitized to it. On some level, on yeah. Some level. You become desensitized to it. And on some level with the younger generation um sort of seeking out help. It's mm-hmm. like, but we survived all of that. We survived apartheid. We survived all of these things, poverty. That is true. And now you are telling me about your emotional state? Huh? <laughs> what is that? That is so true. We were beat down and now you are like complaining exactly. about these things. What is that? Where did you learn all of this mm. stuff? You cried out, you sought yourself out. And you move on. And because most of the time, so even if you look at the the, the, the kind of philosophies that we have around marriage, yes, especially for women, what you suffer. Gabegazel. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but yes. 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 Even when it's really, really hard. It's like we've been brainwashed. Mm-hmm. And what, what also... Um, people or the older generation or even the younger generation don't yes. realize is the the thing of intergenerational trauma so that when I've suffered especially if there's been a a, a, a big societal war yes that's been happening like apartheid or the holocaust or whatever mm. that because the older generation was so focused on survival yes. per se that there wasn't space or a lot of space created for dealing with trauma and so it sits in the body yeah it sits in the home yeah and that kind of energy is also passed on to the following Mm. generations so that when there is less restrictions around structure and the society is more fluid Mm then you have all this energy spilling out and then some people will say but i don't understand 
is that why I'm feeling so angry? Exactly. I've just got all this rage yes. in me, right? It's your rage, right? Yes. But it's also your parents' You're rage. Carrying other people's weight. Yeah. And then on the other level, on the spiritual level, there's also ancestral rage. Yes. If everything that you were supposed to do or whatever it is has not been fulfilled, there's also that kind of rage. And there are also pain bodies, Nakon, mm. that haven't had the space to express mm. some of the ills and the hurts that have happened in their lifetimes. Mm. It's like I was seeing um, a particular client and then, uh, yeah, so the medium kicked in and immediately I had this image of being shoved deep into the soil. And I was like, oh, I had to pull out of it. I'm like, oh, this is too much. So I asked Umkululon um, that I was seeing if anyone was um, kind of buried in a, a, a very, well, had a traumatic, a very traumatic death in yes. your family. And so this ancestor was also saying that they're not acknowledged. And then he's like, yeah. So I'm like, this person also appears or mm. comes to you with that energy of wanting to be acknowledged because something bad was done to him. Mm. So there's all these different things that, that come to play practice, yes. um, in terms of, of seeking help, in terms of why we are so about not getting help and also the idea of family secrets or someone else knowing yes. I was listening. our stuff. I was literally listening to the radio on the way here and they were talking about how, you know, this thing of not talking in the family and hiding things, hiding things in the church, hiding things in the family, it, it, it causes this trauma because mm. now there's this broken chain and we as black people, we're so connected, you need to know who your father is or your father's father is. Mm. Now, if you're raised thinking it's another person, it completely messes up that flow. Mm. Mm, indeed so there's a lot of shame mm. in seeking out help um, and sometimes it is related to family secrets mm. that they will be uncovered and people have worked so hard mm. to kind of uh, cover up that shame or whatever it is that they they have been struggling yeah. with and quite often women have to we bear the brand of it. To bear the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but quite often what we forget was that, um, especially black women, had the burden of racism, had the burden of patriarchy and misogyny. And so yes. if, let's say, you went out of your relationship and had an affair mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. with another man, like, that was unacceptable. And then there was also like the hectic level of Christianity, which was also about being proper. Um, and so anything that was untoward or, or broke things or broke the vows with God and Christianity, then you are Jezebel, you'll be named things, you'll be shunned from the community. So women would often hide a lot of things. Yeah. Um, because men are often allowed to go out or do things yes. that break even the covenants of marriage, yes. relationships, but because of patriarchy and how our society is yeah. ordered, um, that they don't get um, the shame 
mm. um, and the, the, the kind of negative comments or yeah. behaviours that are then um, done to, to women. So there's, you know, there's a lot of factors on, on why people don't... Yeah. Um, that's true. Don't come. That is to true. Therapy. It's like now when I ask this question and you've been explaining this, it's like this is such a weighted topic, honestly, because it, it like breaks down into so many factors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've only touched the tip of the iceberg with <laughs> what you've been saying mm-hmm. now. It's, it's quite a complex one. Mm-hmm. It's quite a complex one. Mm-hmm. My question now is how do I know it's time for me, for me to seek help? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, so your system will usually tell you, yeah, work and school is suffering, mm. your performance goes down, mm. um, you're not at your usual kind of capacity in terms of that, people around your circle will start saying things to you, how oh, are you different, oh you don't want to go out so much, mm. oh you're so down, um, like what's happening to you, trying to reach mm. to you, oh you're so angry, um, but they will tell you things that they're observing and, and seeing that is not put, uh, particular to your character. Yes. So those are some indications. And then when you've kind of asked for help or tried to verbalize what it is that's going on for you, um, but you don't get better or you don't get people who validate yes. what it is um, that you are feeling yeah. because... Uh, just even a sense of validation can make people feel so much better like look I'm feeling so awful right now Mm -hmm. Um, the thing not to say is like ah you know you've been through worse or whatever no like I can see that you're feeling awful Um, wow tell me more about what's going Mm -hmm. on Um, so if you if if you you don't have that and then obviously internally mood swings different moods uh, trouble sleeping or even sleeping too much yes. um, different uh, whether it's gaining weight or losing yeah. weight losing yeah. appetite um, I mean it depends on whether it's a traumatic thing or whether it is you've lost someone or whether there's particular changes in the system mm-hmm. so your your body and your psyche can kind of communicate different things that you're not feeling well and also going to the doctor often or just like really feeling like I'm just sick sick can't really pinpoint yes yeah because yeah. one of the things because of the shame of speaking about emotions yeah. um, per se one of the things that happens um, in communities that that don't particularly speak about emotions is that you start somatizing so the body starts speaking for you mm-hmm. that you are not well and then you go to the doctor and then the doctor maybe I check or whatever and yes. like, hmm, actually have you are there problems at home are you well have Imagine. you seen someone or what mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so the body is also a vehicle a very good vehicle for for you um, to make sense of mm, if I'm needing yes. more help or not and Which, even if it's just like drinking too much um, I think that's one thing that we are really struggling with as the generation. Mm. We we party excessively. <clears throat> we party excessively. Yeah. So looking at the different things that help you escape 
life. I mean, it's different. There are healthy escapes, right? Yes. But when you know deep down inside of you, because I'm using this thing as, I just, I, I just don't want to think about this yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's happening, on a, it recurs. Yes. Then there's, there's, there's alarm bells. Yeah. Now, the issue, I think a lot of people worry also about, I think for me, it was actually quite convenient because I, I went to my GP and I was like, okay, there's a psychologist next door and I've run through all these blood tests and everything and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So should I go to the psychologist? But she chose to refer me to you because mm-hmm. you're someone of my color, someone I could relate to. Mm-hmm. And I think we worry about not being able to relate mm-hmm. to that person that we're seeking guidance mm-hmm. from. So uh, that's the one thing I needed to know. Like, is there a network of therapists of color that people can go to yeah well the, i mean where can we find them it's <laughs> hard <laughs> so when i say there's a network <laughs> i'm saying it's for us <laughs> um but they they are surprisingly many of us is it uh, yes uh, i think we just don't know about them in our whatsapp group currently there's like Maybe hundred or more. Sure. In Gauteng, in other Gauteng, country, um, it's a little bit in other provinces. Okay. But we we and affordability affordability is the tricky thing yes. because um, most medical aid rates the going rate is eight hundred rand per hour. Mm. Um. Then obviously it's either more or less depending on your medical aid rate. Yes. So it's it can be quite a costly exercise. Yeah. Um I do know that if it's a like a longer term issue, most of us, even the white psychologists, are open to negotiating lower rates because mm-hmm. I mean most people can't afford mm-hmm. that money. And sometimes we do get cases uh where People will reach out and say, like, I'm a student. Um, can anyone do any pro bono work? Okay. Or um, I can only afford maybe 500 per session. Yes. Is anyone, like, willing to take up that case? So, yes. But, I mean, there's also the shame around money. Uh, yes. And kind of negotiating, yes. right? And would you negotiate to the white psychologists exactly. versus the black psychologists? So there's also those other complications that yeah. come into asking for help. But the help is there even though it it is limited. Other spaces, there are NGOs. That, oh, is it? So yeah. you can go to like, a, a, like your setup group or... One or one or other, and get counselling. Yeah, me. yeah. Lifeline. What's the other one? Femsa, Femsa. Femsa. Okay. Yeah, Femsa. And you can also go to some clinics offer uh, therapeutic help, and some hospitals. But because of the need, the lines are usually the is waiting it? list is usually quite long. There are also counsellors that work in different spaces that offer lower rates than than psychologists yeah in the church setting yes um if that's your kind of space 
or there are also employee wellness programs. Okay. Um, so probably ask within your company, ask yeah. the HR department or wherever. Mm. They might have something. Yes, um, they might have um, that. Um, I think others are scared because sometimes you kind of like, the problem is work. So now you're going to go to the employee. <laughs> employee benefits, whatever, and then ask them to help you to talk about. So they worry about that sometimes. Yes, I mean, th- there is also confidentiality in okay. our space. Okay. So if so you, you have that kind of concern, yeah. you can speak about it in the first session with the person that you've been assigned to. Okay. And then depending on the contract with the company, yes. they will then tell you um, that these are the limits of my confidentiality. Oh. And if I need to do a report, because we often have to do reports, this is the kind of report that I will do. Are you comfortable with that? Okay. So they don't just break confidentiality because we also are guided by ethics the hspcsa so we talk through these things that's why we have consent forms when people start uh, therapy so that you know exactly what it is that you're getting yourself into so rather try it out ask all the questions beforehand or at first session than just like kind of assuming we'll see their snitches Mm. for the employer okay yeah I think, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you said that because I asked a friend of mine and I was speaking to him and he said, yes, the, the company has got something in place, but now it's like, he feels bad, like, okay, how am I going to complain about what the, how the company is stressing me out mm. without them not finding out, mm. you know? Mm. Okay. Because mm. you can lay a charge. Yes. If you feel Major like... Major confidentiality. Mm. No, I'm glad. I am glad. I think... Man, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I need to come tomorrow <coughs> for my own therapy session. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I know where to find me. I know where to find me. <laughs> I had on my status this morning because I realized I know I do it myself as well. I internalize a lot of stuff that's happening within the country. Mm. But I woke up this morning. I said, you know what? I'm going to create this boundary. And I'm going to say, today I'm not going to go on, on social media. Yes. I am not going to interact with these topics because they're triggering and they're really upsetting. Yeah. Is that something, okay, that is something that we can recommend for other people yes. as well. Yeah. Because creating boundaries, I think it, it's, it's one thing. We, we, as women, I, I know, we love to get involved. Mm. We love to... Mm. I know I love to get worked up and just be like, you know, I need to take a stand. I need to do this. That's why I was like today when I was like thinking, Vicky's not here. I can't cancel. I need to say something. I need to speak on this. Yes. <laughs> so um, what other boundaries can one take? Yeah, yeah. So if I know that I'm, or others who usually, what I recommend is obviously like cutting down on social media. Yeah. And then also switching off your data at seven or whenever. Okay. Some point um, in time, because people always have their data on. Yes. Um, Getting these notifications yes. at night. Yes. And you think oh, it's something light, but it, it resonates in your soul and, and, mm. and your spirit, and then you ruminate over these things. Mm. And then um, also be with people who 
people or friends or family who understand um, emotional well-being and what it means to actually um, have a practice of self-care. Yeah. Um, so with my friends, some of the things that I do is like, listen, I kind of talk over the phone today. Um, what I can do is text. Yes. Um, or if even if I can't text, like, I'll talk tomorrow. I just need space to think about things or just process stuff yes. myself. Um, and sometimes I might even go out less. Sometimes it helps to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's even saying, like, uh, guys, can we not talk about this topic for today? Yeah. And if people feel like, no, they want to talk about it, then you walk away. Um, you protect yourself in, yeah. in, in that particular yes. way. Having a quiet time, whether it's meditation or prayer or whatever it is that your spirit feels inclined to yeah. do, have have those uh, particular moments. What I recommend most of the time, <laughs> and you'll know this, I know this. <laughs> is having a spiritual salt bath. Oh, the best thing ever. <laughs> the best thing ever. Exactly. <laughs> I've been having a lot of those lately. I've been having a lot of those lately. Yeah. So it, it works. So mixing coarse salt, Himalayan salts, um, so the basics that I usually say if I have not done the salts for you is coarse salt, Himalayan salt, um, if you can get basil, um, lavender. Oh, lavender. Yes. Lavender recently. It's quite lavender. Lovely. It's quite lovely. Yes. If you want to wake up a bit, um, you can replace the lavender with the mint. Okay. Um, and coffee. Coffee also helps when you mix it with mm. the... With the with the salts because it, it it's good for detoxifying yes. and it also lifts up spirits so whatever anything mm. that's been toxic or debris that you've okay. picked up coffee helps google this uh, they told me the other time <laughs> when I was busy mixing salts and they're like coffee I'm like how guys coffee <laughs> <laughs> they're like not the cheap coffee not real coffee ground coffee oh as purest to its form okay and i was like okay i do have coffee in the house let me mix it into the salt and then i googled later yeah I'm like this is a thing <laughs> the doses were like <laughs> Jen? coffee also helps and then any kind of particular ingredients that you're uh, drawn to okay um there's there's usually a lot of things in the house man that you can mm. use um mm. that have that also have spiritual or symbolic value yes um that that can be used to lift up spirits so i usually recommend those those salts um, baths and then probably with nice scented oils afterwards yes. and just like Luxuriate. <laughs> no, this is all part of the self care re- regimen. So I, I am totally for it. I am totally for it. No. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sometimes it depends on the corner if you, man or woman, whatever. Yeah. Um, but vigorous exercise. Yes. Yeah. Like you're seeing people now go to fight club and whatever. Yes. There's, there's, uh, there's something there. There's a. Kind of it's a release. Yeah. yeah. It's a release. 
Um, so find your release mm. space. Might be running, good. Might be. Mm. You need to punch into something. Mm. Let all that anger out. Yes. I've been holding on to a lot of anger, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need to go to the gym after this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this has helped to debunk quite a couple of things. Pour some insight into into the way forward because I feel like we all know we can feel there's something wrong and mm. that's why we started this thing mm. but it's like we we don't really know how to go about it you know we don't really know how to go about it and sorry we, just one more thought yes. Elo. have Elo in your space greenery um crystals also help yes i particularly love pink quartz which is good for attracting positive energy so love and positive energy. I I literally now I sound like a hippie. No, I <laughs> I literally uh, my my podcast last week. I had my boss, my previous boss, takes me and say, "I'm listening to your podcast. We need to talk about your crystals." And I was like, "Wow, this is quite interesting." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Incense in Bayapo. Mm. Yeah, hydrate a lot. Drink lots a lot of water. water. Yeah. What does water do? It just helps to clean the system. Mm. Okay. So it's not just... So everybody should be taking a holistic approach to their mental health, really. Yeah. Because mm. I, I, I got into a fight with a friend of mine the other week because he said, because I'm not med- on medication, mm. I can't really talk on mental health. And I was like, no. Everything works. There's different things for different people. And this is the route I have taken. And it's not like I just decided, I woke up and I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I have been speaking to a professional. And this is the way forward for me. So who are you to tell me mm. I need to be on medication to speak on mental health? Mm. And, I mean, there's, there's also particular purposes for medication. But True. I do feel sometimes because of the lack of knowledge around holistic healing yes. that medication is often the quick fix without exploring mm. other ways mm. of being well or yes. getting to a better position and that's i mean we can talk about capitalism but anyways yeah hey i don't i also another day. <laughs> i also don't want to yeah. shame people who that are on true. meds that is because true. Sometimes they are necessary. They are necessary, yes. Because when I think of my journey, I started off on meds. And I was like, I can't do this. I I couldn't do this any longer. And I went gym. I went... Then I I started seeing you. And it was like gym and seeing you. Now it's like eating healthy gym, seeing you. So it's like... I, I, I can't lean on one thing. I don't know. I thought maybe that's just me personally, but okay. Mm. It's safe to say everybody should take a holistic approach to their mental health. Yes. Because we are all of what you have said is this is there a fine line between this and that? Yeah. It's, it's all of no it. Fine line. It's all together. No, it's all together. Okay. And so we need to look at ourselves holistically in an integrated mm-hmm. manner and what that means. Mm-hmm.
but nakona you need to be guided because if there's like extreme uh sort of health issues where you don't want to be just messing about yes. and experimenting yes. with kind of um the everyday taking care of yourself there's things that you you can do like what we've spoken about mm-hmm. oh sometimes touch so sometimes just be careful of who you touch who you hug i know like oh, oh yes. we are such a hugging nation and people just get offended when you don't hug but if you get a bit of a vibe that mm, yeah. i don't like this person's energy don't hug don't go and hug them don't go and hug them don't go shaking your hands yeah. like make up some kind of excuse yeah because remember that you're a sponge and whatever that you were feeling that made you feel a bit icky mm. about that person mm. is going to start sticking on you so mm. also just like being in touch and being in tune and that's why it's it's important to have quiet spaces and not always be on social media on yeah. twitter or whites because that cloud like just disconnect that disconnects you from spirits and what helps and guides you um to be great so how will I know if I need to go see a sangoma then? Ah, my <laughs> god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like we are out of time. Sorry about past. Okay. We will Okay. No. I feel like we'll do it for another day. Yeah, no, that's a Hey. No, thank you so much this day before your time. Really appreciate it. You've shared so much light, so much information. And I hope everybody will take this and use it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>